What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Simply Walk the Talk. I am your host, Joshua J. Holland, and today we've got a really spicy show for you. So uh, we have sex expert or sexpert on the show. Her name is Susan Bratton, and Susan Brat Bratton's insightful wisdom blends the three interlocking circles of passionate lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills, and sexual regenerative healing. Intimate expert, also known as expert to millions, Susan Bratton is a champion and advocate for all who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. He is co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media Inc., a publisher of heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, and The 20 LLC, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. Susan is the best-selling author and publisher of 34 books and programs including Sexual Soulmates and Relationship Magic. Ooh. Welcome to Simply Walk the Talk. Our bodies and minds adapt to what we do most of the time. If you want to change your body and mind, you must change what it is you do most of the time. This podcast explores all things health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, and biohacking. Stay tuned as we explore various thoughts, methods, and experiences from a multitude of conversations between our interesting guests and experts through many fields of work. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Josh, I got all turned on watching your intro. You look so hot and sexy in that thing. I'm like, damn, that guy's a good looking man. Yum. Thank you, Thank you so much. You love I, my I, athletes. I, I definitely felt like uh, you're going to make me blush several times on this show, and that's quite all right. <laughs> I'm, I am open to it. Um, you know what's really interesting and funny is as I was also watching that intro, uh, there's one part of the of the intro video that if people don't know what the device is, having you on the show, they might think that that's a sexual tool that I put in my mouth. <laughs> but it is not. It's a metabolic breath analyzer. Um, but nonetheless, I, I'm happy to have you here. Um, you have been known as a a sexual or pleasure biohacker. And I think that's a, probably a good place to start in the fact that, um, you know, sexual health is one of those things that don't get talked about a lot. And if they do, it's usually behind closed doors. And I myself want to be one of the ones to, along with you, help bring this to more of the forefront. Um, so what, what would you say about sexual biohacking and regenerative sexual therapies? Yeah, that's the distinction that I like to make, Josh, where I kind of think about sexuality as having these three components. There's techniques, right? So pleasuring techniques, lovemaking techniques. And that's the that's the the foundation of my work is teaching people how to transform having sex into making love. And the second piece of it is bedroom communication skills, because you can know all the techniques in the world, but if you're not in a relationship with a lover where you can say anything you need at any time and your lover loves that as feedback and it makes them a better lover for you, um, then you're never really going to have the kind of super hot sex that I feel is everyone's birthright. But the third piece is that if for any reason your genital system isn't working well, then you've got to remediate that. You've got to fix that. And as we age, we atrophy. And we atrophy, we shrink. And as our genitals shrink, both for our male-bodied partners, we have penises that used to be longer, thicker, harder, firmer, etc. And uh, with female-bodied lovers, we have genitals that get dry, they become less orgasmic. Sex can be painful. We deal with incontinence. A loss of lubrication for women is very, very difficult because even though you think to yourself that um, 
you know, you, you understand that how wet you are isn't really correlated to how turned on you are. Like, I could really mm. want you and feel dry as a bone. And it doesn't matter. They're not connected. They're connected in our heads. They're connected in our hearts. Because when you are nice and juicy, or when as a man, you've got a really nice, hard, firm erection, lots of veins, it's straight and solid and good, <laughs> and it works every time, it's, it just makes you feel sexier and more turned on. And the thing about being turned on is that that turn on, that, 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 that feeling of lustiness, it flows over into your entire life. When mm. you live your life as a turned on man or a turned on woman, you're, you're, you have a captive, captivating charisma that's intoxicating to others. It's something that is almost tangible with people who are having great sex. They're mm -hmm. in a great relationship. They're sexually incredibly satisfied and they're ready for more. Like when you have that appetite, it, you're, you're chewing up your entire existence. You're just like, you know, it's, it's so <laughs> nice. And right. that's why good nutrition and working out are the foundations of keeping your genitals in good shape. But there's also this notion that you do have to reverse the aging process in your genitals. You can do that with regenerative therapies. And then you can go to the next level, which is you can biohack your package. You can biohack your, your yoni is the tantric lovemaking word for a woman's genitals. And lingam is the tantric lovemaking word for a man's genitals. So you can, you can kind of biohack to take yourself to a level that you wouldn't have even had at any age. And that's where I really am. I'm in my early 60s and my vulva is unbelievable. It's, it's massively activated. It's luscious. It's ripe. It's full. It's massively multi-orgasmic. It's juicy. It's just, it's like an incredible piece of equipment that I've honed, just like I've honed my abs and my buys and my tries and my quads and my speed and my flexibility and my agility and my stamina, my endurance and all that stuff. It's just a part of what I do as a biohacker is I take care of all those things, my skin, my hair, my nails, my teeth. I mean, like, I just want it to all be 30 years old forever. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know, first of all, thank you for describing that because there was a lot of things that come to mind when you were talking about that. And one of the first things that I thought of is, um, you know, you were talking about sort of like the the personality or the aura, the the, the confidence of a person. Um, you can almost tell, and I think many of us have experienced this, but when you're kind of walking through life, sometimes you you realize there's a person that that probably would be better off if they just had a nice, good orgasm, you know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> right? And it's like, um, and it, I, I think many of us know these type of people and it, sometimes it's funny to say, oh, she just needs to get fucked, you know? <laughs> um, I say that a lot. I mean, those right. nervous Nellies, they, that's exactly right. Yeah. Right. And, and I would even piggyback on top of that and say they need to be fucked well, right? Yes. Because, um, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a big difference between, as you said, just having sex and lovemaking, um, or just having a very pleasurable experience. Um, and when it comes to the biohacking piece of it, I'm, I'm quite certain you're familiar with this as well, but um, I have a lot of experience with a shockwave device. Yeah. So, um, so I myself have one, it's literally right here beside me, um, mm -hmm. because not only do you use it for um, erectile dysfunction or Peyronie's um, disorder, yes. or um, you can even use it for um, regenerating different tissues throughout the body, like the joints, the knees, the, the shoulders, the elbows and whatnot. Um, that's what I use it for. Yeah. But I, in determining if I wanted to get the device, cause they are expensive. Um, mm -hmm. I, I did try it on my, on my, my genitalia. Yeah. And, uh, I will say that, and I don't know if I talked about this. Yeah. We did have a podcast with, uh, one of the guys from, uh, the Phoenix you know the Phoenix device? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, kind yeah. of the at-home version exactly. of Gaines Wave and Femi Wave, but it's like the baby version. It's nice. It's right. a home device, and if that's all right. you have access to, it's great. If you can't go get the Gaines Waves and the Femi Waves, the Shockwave uh, yeah. treatments, yeah, right, yeah. So you know, for anyone um, curious about that episode, um, I, I'll try to figure out. We can link to it so you can go back and listen to it. But mm -hmm. um, there, there's a lot of things you can do to biohack 
your your member yourself. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love to know a few techniques that that maybe take it beyond just going out and getting tools and things that we can do ourselves. So, you know, where would you start? Like if you're someone listening to this and you go, okay, stop talking, Josh, let this woman describe some things <laughs> I can do at home right now. Uh, where would you start? Well, first of all, thank you for uh, knowing about shockwave therapy because um, acoustic wave technology is a super great thing for reversing erectile dysfunction, for increasing and reinvigorating the sensation in a penis. I mean, a lot of men end up with delayed ejaculation where they can't quite get to climax and they're like, you know, I can't get there. And so do women. What I think is really interesting is that in our genitals, we, if you think about, you know, I've got a banana right here. If you think about a banana and you think about it as a man's penis, then half of his penis is sticking out and half of his penis actually goes down and in inside and down his body. So there's a lot of buried shaft there as well. And the inside of that, all of the inside of that banana, all the fruit of that banana is erectile tissue. And that's what the acoustic wave treatments do so well is they stimulate new tissue growth Mm. And that allows the tissue to regenerate. And that's what a sexual regenerative treatment is. Um, and it's nice that you could administer that to yourself. Really good. But you take that same amount of banana fruit and you essentially turn it into a circle and that's what's inside a woman's genitals. We have, you know, a lot of people think that our, our pleasure center is the tip of the clitoral structure, but the clitoral structure is it, if I took it out and put it in the palm of your hand, it would fill the palm of your hand. We have that tissue. We have the urethral tissue and the perineal tissue, and it wraps around our entire vagina. And so there are a couple of like, when you think about biohacking or regenerative therapies, the acoustic wave, the Gaines wave, Femi wave piece is a core. You can also add PRP, platelet-rich plasma, which are these little injections for, of, of uh, components of your own blood that are re-injected back into that erectile tissue. And that accelerates the healing from the acoustic wave and regrows the tissue even better. Mm. And then the thing that I like to do, even before you go do those two things, is use a vacuum erection device as a man using a penis pump is a fantastic, simple tool you can use at home. And for women, I recommend some, a vagina device called the V-Fit. That mm -hmm. is fantastic because it uses red light therapy up inside the vagina. What it doesn't do is improve the clitoral sensation. That's where the shockwave, the femi wave comes in and really works on the clitoral sensation. But these things stack really well, which is nice. Um, and uh, I'll give you a link to the VFIT. It's vaginadevice.com. Uh, that's a place to get that. And um, the Gaines wave and femi wave, you just, it's just gainswave.com, femiwave.com. They're very can I, fine. Yeah. Can, sorry to interrupt, but I want to make sure that that everyone understands the difference between just getting like a regular penis pump. Um, I, I know it's important to at least in my own research and what I've done, my own experience. Um, it's it's better to have something that can that can get the entire scrotum and testicles within the the shaft of the of the penis pump. Can you maybe touch on that? Yeah, Josh. Actually, hardly anybody knows that. I'm super impressed with you. Um, <laughs> It turns out that I've helped thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of guys sculpt their penis using a penis pump. But you have to use the right tool. And the right tool doesn't need to be expensive. You just have to get the right equipment. And basically what you need, the, the pump that I recommend is called the Whopper. It's a two-cylinder system. And it uses a particular polyacrylic cylinder system that's really dishwasher safe. You can drop it and it doesn't break. They have a really nice hand pump and a really good gauge, a pressure release. It's not water-based. Um, and there's two cylinders because number one, you wanna put your, your scrotum and your penis in the first pump. And when you do that, it allows your penis to um, lengthen because there's this thing called the suspensory ligament on your penis. You know that when you get a hard on and you hang a towel off of it and you show your girlfriend and you're like waving it all around, you're like, look, I can, do you want to hang your towel on my dick? You know, yeah. like that, that's the suspensory ligament. 
And so when you tug on it by putting the testicles and the penis in there and the vacuum slowly pulls on it over time, it stretches that ligament so you get more drop, so you get a longer penis. And then, the sh then there's a second cylinder that you only put your penis in. You put your penis in erect, if you can get an erection, your penis erect in that cylinder. And that cylinder, they come in a, an array of sizes because what you wanna do is you wanna grow into the bigger cylinders over time. If it's too big for you, you don't, don't get enough vacuum. If it's too small for you, you don't get enough vacuum. So you need to have just the right sized cylinder. And then that pulls the blood into the penis. It expands the blood carrying capacity. It creates new capillary action. It grows new tissue. It grows more blood supply. It grows more nerves tissue supply. It basically literally makes your penis bigger and thicker and firmer because you've got all that blood carrying capacity. And at the end, when you're done with the pumping, there's it's like 10 minutes massage, 10 minutes, massage, 10 minutes, and then you strap a constriction ring around your penis at the end. It, this particular product, the Whopper, comes with a leather strap that's really mm -hmm. nice, very sexy, honestly. <laughs> and you don't need to maintain your erection at the end. You can allow yourself to go soft, but it holds the blood in for 30 minutes, no longer. Don't leave it on longer than that. It doesn't help. Guys tend to overdo everything, Josh. They overpump because they think it's going to make it faster and they hurt themselves or they leave the straw. You know, they do all this stuff that actually make, you know, the most important thing about muscle building is the recovery phase, right? Right. We we need our protein afterward. We need our recovery time for the tissue to knit and grow. And so in my pumping guide, it's at pumpingguide.com. I give you the protocols, how to, how to add in gains wave with the pump, add in a pea shot, and to take a nitric oxide supplement as well. Because nitric oxide is the foundation of your vascular ability to pump blood. And the thing is that for women, we need as much blood in our vulva as our male-bodied partners do in their penis. And so there's actually, I literally pumped my vulva yesterday and my clitoris. I was lying beside my husband. He was doing his pumping and he has a magnificent manhood. And it started <laughs> out pretty darn good, but it's amazing now. And he's 58 or 59 years old and he's just so impressive. He puts... 30 and 40 year old guys to shame. And uh, so what's nice is that we pumped together because I like to get, as a woman ages, she loses her, her erectile capacity just like he does. And then her orgasm response begins to diminish. It doesn't feel as good to her as it used to. So the Whopper also comes with two other components, a lady pump, which is a little cup for the vulva, and a nipple and clitoral pump in two sizes. And you can actually pump the clitoral structure which is the glands and the shaft, and it increases. So you can imagine that the, the larger your clitoris is, the more surface area there is, the more it sends pleasure signals to the brain, the more intensity of orgasm you have. So I plump my outer labia with the vulva pump because they tend to get a little saggy as you age. And that pops them right up so you have this youthful vulva that looks just incredible and is massively sensitively activated to orgasm. I mean, when I was 30 years old, you would have to touch right at the tip of my clitoris to give me an orgasm. Now, my mons, my outer labia, my inner labia, the fourchette, the vestibule, the underneath of the shaft, the shaft, the tip, my vaginal opening inside my vagina, my G-spot, my P-spot, my A-spot, my cervix, my perineal area, the sides of my vagina. People think about the vagina as a sleeve, like an inside-out penis, but it's actually like a little pocket. It's more like a room in there. It's like a little mm. pocket and it wants a lot of stimulation in a lot of different areas. So one of the things I like to do is I like to teach people intercourse techniques.
because a lot of people, all they're doing is just friction in and out, in and out, in and out when there's so much more pleasure to be had. So to bring it to a close, bringing blood flow in, getting your nitric oxide supplementation. I'll send you my nitric oxide supplement. It's called flow. And if Gordon wants to put it on a link, it's at buy flow. Now is my special podcaster discount. B U Y F L O W N O W. It's made from organic fruit and vegetables. It's not made in a Chinese lab out of corn syrup with a bunch of pesticides in it. It's a, it's made from watermelon, believe it or not. Citrulline is from watermelon rind. It's from Mm -hmm. organic watermelon rind, spinach, and some acerola cherries, which are like tart cherries for vitamin C, which activates the nitric oxide. So when you hit about 40, you have almost half the nitric oxide you did at 20. A lot of guys, of course, think it's my testosterone. Women think it's it's my estrogen. And sure, in some part, your sexual function is your hormones. But in great part, it's just getting the blood to the parts that starts to diminish as we age, especially if we're sedentary mm. uh, and we're not getting our blood flow moving. So God, blood flow is, I mean, movement is life and nutrition is the foundation of that. So eat a lot of leafy greens. Eat Your grandma was right. Eat your greens. Eat your leafy greens. Eat your beetroot and get moving. Yeah, you know, there's so much that I could go down rabbit holes on with you. Um, uh, Rabbit pockets, maybe. We should call them rabbit pockets now. Um, (laughs) I love that. You're so cute, rabbit pockets. Oh, I'm funny. A couple of things that I think, uh, at least from my perspective, and I I kind of, with this show, what I try to do is take some of these more complex thoughts and ideas and try to, you know, simplify them to either make it simple, more simplified for myself to understand and therefore others to understand. And so when it comes to like talking about the, the penile tissue and, uh, and, and blood flow, what I used to talk about is like the corpus cavernosum and the corpus yeah. spongiosum, spongiosum. Um, and, and how it is very much related to an actual sponge. Yeah. So like people know what sponges are like on the, on the sink when you're washing dishes, if you've had a sponge there, that has been wet and then dried and wet and dried over a period of time, it usually stays hard. And then each time you add water to it, it it doesn't necessarily soak up the water as well. And so when you're working with proper blood flow techniques, the things you pointed out and you're you're talking about um, uh, being hydrated, because I think this is another thing that's important as well, if you don't have the the blood carrying capacity, if it's not good, then the hydration carrying capacity also is not good. Therefore, mm-hmm. you know you need to work on your hydration. You need to work on your recovery. Um, but it's almost like when you do it right, it's almost like having a new sponge to help keep the 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 erections full, right? And so I feel like that that's important. And I'm glad you also touched on um, on nitric oxide because there's a lot of breathing techniques you can do. There's um yeah. I have on my um, on my 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 YouTube. There's some workouts. One of them is called the NO dump, the nitric oxide dump, and yeah. it's d- designed to be done through inhaling through the nose. You can exhale through the mouth, but it's mostly inhaling through the nose. And the idea there is to bring up about more nitric oxide throughout the body, and you know that usually has about two to three hours worth of benefit after you complete that set. Um, and so I just kind of, it makes me imagine, Ooh, what if a person is intentionally setting time aside to do what they have to do, right? Treat it like a workout. They work on pumping, they work on massaging, they work on, um, taking the right supplements, getting enough sleep, hydrating properly. Then why can't we be like your, your partner who's, you know, in his late fifties and, uh, performing, or at least having the, the manhood of a 30 or 40 year old. Right. So yeah. I think that's the baby arm. He's got the baby arm. He's got the third leg. <laughs> so um, I think this is a good segue into one of my favorite parts of the show, which is the yeah. um, uh, the Pomodoro break. Mm-hmm. So um, what would you do? And I, I can imagine this is going to be fun. But what would you do in moments of sedentary lifestyle in which we're either physically stagnant or we're mentally stagnant in one topic? What would you do to kind of break yourself out of that? Well, how about masturbating? On camera. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, do I have to do it on camera? 
<laughs> I mean, hey, uh, you know, well, no, no. <laughs> um, here's what I was thinking about. What I here's what I will do on camera. I'll show you a picture. I will show you a picture, and I will show you all the parts to touch. I think that's a good thing. And whether you are a woman or you're with a female body partner, um, I want to show you how to activate your yoni. So this is the vulva, the female vulva. So the mons is here. This is the outer labia. This is the inner labia. When you open the inner labia, it's called the vestibule. This is the clitoral tip or glands. The shaft goes up and it's under the hood here and it goes into the pubic bone. This is the exit for your urine, but it's also where your G-spot is showing on the face of the vulva. And then this is called the introidal sphincter. It's the round muscle that is the opening to the vagina. Down here where the labia come together is called the fourchette. This is the perineum and the anus. And if I peel away the skin and show you what's underneath, that's where it gets really interesting. This is what it looks like under there. So basically, you, Josh, when you were talking about the corpus cavernosum and the corpus spongiosum, that's this. Let me show you where that is. I'm pretty sure I have it here. I've always got some penises around. Here it is. Don't we all? <laughs> here it is. This is the penis, and this is the corpus cavernosum and spongiosum, these three big tubes. And see how half of it's in your body and half of it's out of your body? And there's that suspensory ligament. There you go. That's half that's showing. Here's the half that you want to still take care of with all the pumping and everything. And so all this tissue in the penis looks like this in the vulva. We have mm. the same amount. Yeah. And so when you're only concentrating on the glands, you're missing activating all of this erectile tissue, which if you look at it, it literally is surrounding, this is the vagina, it's literally surrounding the opening to the vagina. There's the G-spot. It's not a spot, it's a tube. It looks like this. I've got a picture. The G-tube. It is. It's a G-tube. That's it. And that's where it comes out on the face of the vestibule where the urine comes out. But these little green things are the skein's glands. Your blood plasma comes in as a woman and it seeps into these glands. And then you have an, a contraction and you e eject ejaculate out of the same place that your pee comes out of. That's exactly what men do. You ejaculate and urinate out of that tube, the urethral mm. canal. So do women all women can ejaculate. It's just some women do it naturally and others want to learn how. So is that, is that the, 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 the term squirt squirting? Yeah, that's the porn word for it. Exactly. Um, but it's really called female ejaculation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this tube is. So that's another tube of erectile tissue. And then there's a perineal sponge down here and that is another tube of erectile tissue. So the vagina is wrapped in it because this whole thing is the clitoris. The tip, the shaft, the arms, which are called crora, which actually kind of go inside and up along the vagina. And then these funny little punching bags, these are called the vestibular bulbs. And they get real plump. They're right under the fur, if you have fur, no one does anymore, on each side thank God, uh, on each side, right? So that's what these are. That's where the outer labia are. So this is the outer labia. So going back to the vulva, yoni massage, giving a woman genital massage to activate all of the neural pathways to expand that tissue and activate the neural pathways means that all of this becomes orgasmic. It's not just this spot. It's everything on the outside and everything on the inside that becomes orgasmic. So if you have a few minutes and you're, you've been still and you're not moving and you have the opportunity to self-pleasure or you have the opportunity to pleasure your lover, why not consider that as a way of creating movement, of moving energy, of adding in pleasure and sensation? Because a lot of the things we do for movement, we do them because they're supposed to be good for us. 
but they become, as we get good at them, so pleasurable, whether that's Mm. running sets of stairs or lifting weights or doing a yoga move or practicing your jujitsu or whatever it might be. All body movement is so pleasurable. Concentrate that in the genital area and get that moving too. It's stuck. Mm. And it can be so fluid and beautiful and lush and delicious and sensational. And we have the ability to do that to ourselves. And we have the ability to give that pleasure to our lover. Thank you for the, that, that was one of the most fascinating Pomodoro breaks we've had on the show, for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I love where you can take this because obviously you're so well-versed on all of this. Um, <clears throat> I myself am fortunate enough to to even care about researching it because um, in order to have good communication, I feel like it's nice to have a, a certain set of experiences and and be willing to understand and not feel stupid because I think this is why some people don't talk about it is because maybe they don't understand some of these terminologies and things like that. And I know we just, we discussed this before we started recording, but there is a great uh, documentary on Netflix called the principles of pleasure. And everything you just described, it, it, it almost kind of feels like sex ed, but like in the proper way. And this is a really good resource for those who, you know, let's say you want to watch it yourself just so you can kind of understand a few things. And this is for men and women, right? So uh, women can learn more about themselves and understand that like all vaginas are different or all vulvas, I should say, are are different, right? <laughs> um, understanding the difference between, between vagina and vulva. Um, also for men to also, I would say, watch it separately and then maybe watch it with your lover. So yeah. you guys can uh, use this as It'd be like you and your your partner pumping together, you and your partner going to do yoga together, you and your partner sharing these experiences. And that's what makes the communication great, because then you can go, oh, I would actually like to try that and with and and have no shame about it. Right. And and so I think where I'm headed now is how would you address this line between this whole like women or female empowerment movement? and sex shaming. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I feel like there's there's so much out there in which you know we have a big community of people who are like, oh, no, 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 we can't talk about that. And from a young age, men and women are, you know, it's being manifested in, in us as adults. And it, we just carry the shame from such a young age because people aren't talking about it. So wh- how would you address that? Or how do you address that? The way I think about it, by the way, I I really feel like you've asked such great questions and and you really are so knowledgeable. Honestly, you're one of the most knowledgeable podcasters who's ever interviewed me about sexuality. Um, You really have done your homework in the physiology of pleasure. And so thank you for that. Um, There's a couple of things. One is that I can't help everyone, nor can you. There are some people who are naturally curious about their sexuality and want more and have the desire for more. And there are others for whom society, their religion oppression has has beat it out of them and they'll never recover from it. And if you are the kind of person who is the former rather, rather than the latter and you are hungry for information, one of the things that I think is, is really, really a good thing to do is to, uh, I put together this something recently called the sex life bucket list. Because like anything, Josh, when you uh, have a goal, when you've got a number or a metric or a plan or something you want to accomplish, you get it done. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't have intention on a, a completing or accomplishing or experiencing something, it doesn't happen. And what I found is that people love to know about the 20 kinds of orgasms the body can have. They love to know about lovemaking techniques. They love to know about oral pleasuring skills. They love to understand how to give a woman female ejaculatory orgasms. They love as a man to learn that that, that it's possible for them to become multi-orgasmic with full body energy orgasms, that an ejaculation and an orgasm aren't tied together. They're separate systems and you don't have to ejaculate when you have orgasms. You can have lots and lots of orgasms without ejaculating. And then you can ejaculate when you want to. I mean, there's just so many things you can learn. But what I found that people want from me most 
are experiences they can have, ideas for what I call erotic playdates. And erotic playdates mm. are when you're learning something together as a partner or you're practicing a solo pleasuring technique that's allowing you to expand your orgasmic capacity. So I, I sat down six months ago and I put together 48 erotic playdate ideas. Yes. And I put it into a PDF that's downloadable so that you can download it yourself. It's at, Gordon, it's at sexlifebucketlist.com. You can put it in the show notes. You can go there right now, sexlifebucketlist.com. And it downloads a PDF. I don't collect your data. I, you know, I don't collect what you want to do. And it essentially walks you through and you get a video from me where I, I kind of do this sexy walkthrough of all the ideas and I describe them and I kind of turn them into these sexy, fun things. And then you rank them, A, B, or C. A is, oh, that's going on my bucket list. I have always <laughs> wanted to do that or I never even knew you could do that and I'm dying to do it. Bs are, well, it's not on my bucket list, but Josh, if you wanted to do it and we were lovers, I would do it with you. No problem. If it turns you on, I'm in. Let's do it. And C's are, it's not for me right now. Because mm. never say never. The things you used to look at in your tw you know, in your 20s and go, that's some freaky shit, man. <laughs> You're looking at it in your 40s going, I'm so fucking freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so my. what's great yeah. is then if you do, if you're lucky enough to have a partner, because so many people don't and they have so much love to give. But if you're lucky enough to have a partner and you go through it together, it's like a really fun thing to do on a date night. You know, you order in some Thai food and you throw on Suze's 40 minute uh, video and you do it together. And at the end, you compare your notes and you've got your bucket list. Your partner's got their bucket list. And then you see where the mergers are. And then you start scheduling sex dates. Look what I have. I have a silly little thing. I'm like, here's my calendar for the month. And these are my erotic play dates. Yes. And so I want to do female ejaculation here. I want to try that new Plex butt plug that vibrates with the remote control here. I want to do this thing here, you know. And so then you have all this fun. And I have sex toys in there too. The ones that I think are really good for orgasmic cross training, expanding your orgasmic potential. Because where you are right now, and what you feel right now is only the tip of the iceberg of the pleasure that is possible for your body to have. I call myself an orgasmonaut. I go out to the far reaches of orgasmic outer space and I bring back the map and I show you how to get there too. And so Maybe. it's really fun when you have your list and then you set your date and then you, you're just like, all right, we're going to, we're just going to fucking figure this out. Let's give it a try. Lie down here. Let me see your pussy, you know? And it's super fun <laughs> to do that together you may have to bleep a few things but i got all excited oh no it's, so. <laughs> i think i think one of the main things that i'm discovering and i'm sure gordon is also discovering this at the same time <laughs> is that uh talking with you is very fun and it should be right like i mean you know why do we have to make and i think this goes along the the lines of the question that i asked which is why is it so taboo and it's because people don't make it fun anymore and it's it can be it's, fun. It's it's religious repression, societal yeah. repression, patriarchal repression. Mm -hmm. It's white male patriarchy yeah. all the way. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say it, but it is. Um, and uh, we got to get out from under it because it, we are not defined by others. We are defined by ourselves and our desires and the life we want to live. And we get to make up the rules. And especially in your bedroom, that's behind closed doors. And you get to do whatever is right for you. And everybody likes different things. Some people are super kinky. Some people like to be dominated. Some people think getting blindfolded is crazy business. You know, right. wherever you are is perfectly fine as long as you keep moving forward and exploring new possibilities because that's what would be a shame. It's, it would be like eating white rice mm. every day Bingo. if you're just doing the same old thing. You, there's a smorgasbord of pleasure out there. Right. Yeah. And see, and that's why I love that you brought up this whole, like you, you just gave me some ideas. Right. And, yeah, and, and I think, fun. well, I like the calendar thing because it just makes it, it makes it less like it's easy to point at something else 
right? Like whether, whether it's the, uh, the bucket list, I think that's a great idea. Um, because it's like, whatever's on the bucket list doesn't mean you do it and you have to do it for the rest of your, your time together, right? You can try it, right? We've all tried things, right? It's like, um, I, I distinctly remember growing up thinking I did not like sushi and then I tried sushi and I like sushi, but I don't have sushi every day now. I have sushi when I like to have sushi, right? And so I feel like there's, um, it comes back, all this is kind of just a big circle to coming back to communication. Yeah, It's about communication. The same thing with me when I train clients or I do health coaching sessions with clients, I ask questions because I think anytime there's a question, there's an opportunity to educate. Mm -hmm. And and so I think that's what this is all about. I love having you on the show and I feel like we're going to have to have you back many more times. Anytime. Because there's so, so much that I know that you are well-versed on. Um, so, okay. So we, we, we've discussed a number of things, right? The difference between sex and intimacy. And uh, we've talked about like the actual anatomy of the genitalia. Um, what are some of the more like unusual techniques or stories you've encountered? Oh, gosh. And this is relatively speaking, right? Because I'm sure you've, <laughs> you've heard a lot and seen a lot. But like, you know, what are some things? Because I, I guess the reason why I ask this is because I want people to understand that that there are people out there that may have some of the fantasies that, that you have, right? Yeah. That you or the person listening that you have. Um, yeah. So it's not quite as taboo if we talk about it. Yeah. I'd say the stories that I think I like the best are the stories of overcoming challenges. A lot of times couples are partnered with someone who's more fearful around their sexuality, who hasn't had as much experience, who hasn't really ever been with someone who's wanted to talk about things or try new things. And they're, they have difficulty getting their partner to be willing to try things. And often it's because they're making their partner too big of an offer. Um, a lot of times, you know, there's this, we talked about patriarchal sex just a minute ago, we were talking about that. And, um, we have all collectively been learning in little ways about sex through the movies, through pornography, through story, through whatever. And it's very patriarchal and, I would like to move things to become more matriarchal, more in serving the goddess and in opening women to their pleasure. Because once you open a woman to her pleasure, once you make her feel safe, once she feels like she can express herself or allow herself to be as horny as she is, mm. and as her lover, you don't collapse you take her feedback, you want her feedback, you love her sexual self-expression, you don't slut shame her, you encourage her, you adore her, you verbally appreciate her, you tell her she's beautiful. She comes into her own sexually and she blossoms like a beautiful lotus flower, just opening up, opening and opening and opening. She starts to become orgasmic. She starts to become multi-orgasmic. She starts to become confident enough that she's now riding you. You're no longer making love to her. Mm -hmm. She's running the bedroom game. She's saying what she's in the mood for, what she needs to get turned on. She wants to have sex, but she's not there yet. So what do you need to do to get her there? Because the male body has the fast-acting hemodynamics. It has way more testosterone. Guys have, mul healthy guys have multiple erections at night and then they wake up with a hard-on. Women don't wake up with a hard-on. And we don't masturbate every day, generally, like our male-bodied partners do, because our male-bodied partners are biologically driven to keep their sperm topped off and fresh because mm -hmm. they never know when they're going to get the chance to have sex, so they have to be ready. And this is what Mother Nature did to get them ready. And so guys are always way more in the sexual mindset on average than their female-bodied partners. And so when a guy slows down and he turns around and he comes back and gets us and he holds us and he strokes us and he 
looks in our eyes and he verbally tells us what he loves about us, how smart we are, how beautiful we are, how incredibly lucky he is to be with us. When he gets our body calmed down, when he gets us out of our mind and into our body, when he slows time down and he just, all of a sudden we start to feel like, oh, I love this guy. I, I want to kiss him now. I want. I love that he's stroking my hair. I love that he's kissing my eyelids. Oh, his muscles feel good. Oh, those biceps turn me on. Oh, I feel his quads pressing against me. That's so nice. Oh, I feel that he's got a little heart on. Oh, and then she's starting to catch up. She's starting to get turned on. She's starting to lubricate. Her breasts are more open to being touched and pleasured. She wants her neck kissed. When a guy can come back to where the woman is and meet her there and then be that masculine sexual leader that allows her full sexual self-expression with him oh my god that and she can say anything to him and he's like tell me more baby how is it now does this feel better oh you want to try that let's try it hey i have an idea oh you have an idea let's do that i mean it becomes so much more joyful and fun than the guy who's like every time i offer her sex she says no i feel so rejected and i'm so pissed off and i'm such a, a victim and I, I this is shitty for me and being in this relate because he didn't come to where she was and meet her and take her there and mm. so this is where I want to go. I want to go to yoni massage, yoni pleasuring, oral pleasuring, full body touch, holding, love, sensual, you know, just that whole like really erotic, deep kissing, like total turn on surrender. Like I want people to have sex where at the end they have cum brain so bad that they can't do anything for like an hour. I want them to get so out of their body and so out into orgasmic bliss space. And I want them to have this conjoined trance where you can't tell where his orgasm starts and her orgasm ends. And they're just spiraling up and touching Gaia, touching God, touching source together. That's the kind of sex I want people to have. Orgasmic explosion after explosion after explosion that makes them feel so rooted so grounded, so part of all living things, so connected together in their hearts, in their bodies, in their minds, in their nervous systems. That's what I'm looking for. Ooh, so powerful. In fact, I can actually imagine um, when this gets pieced up in some of these like sound bites, I can imagine when you're saying explosion, it's like, right? <laughs> um, so thanks for sharing that. Um, so before we start wrapping up, there, there is one one thing I wanted to bring up that I thought was very helpful for me because again, I'm I'm someone that is curious about lots of different things in many different realms, which is why it was perfect to have you on the show. Um, and like I think it was like early in 2020, I got a chance to experience or at least to to research, I should say, um, oming. Or, or oh, orgasmic, orgasmic meditation. meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so after experiencing that, like I read through all of their their manuals and and I watched some of the um, the footage they have online, and I thought, wow, this was absolutely fascinating for me to understand because it's not about you know it's not about sex at all. In fact, it's it's about intimacy. It's about understanding the person that's there for you, and and it taught me to to understand the importance of taking your time and rather than feed into the potential shame that, that your partner may have, it's more about identifying what's happening in the moment. So, you know, I noticed that, you know, the color of your vulva is changing or I can feel you pulsating. And so it helps everyone to get out of their head because, you know, let's face it, Many of my experiences in the past with my female female partners, it was quite evident and easy to see that that they were in their head a lot. And me trying to tell them to get out of their head doesn't help the situation, <laughs> right? So um, when I had a resource or a tool to be able to kind of guide them to get out of their head a little bit better, then the experience became way better. So, um, and I, I know for the people that are listening, if you have seen the documentary, it kind of shows Oming in a bad light because mm -hmm. there was this cult-like experience um, that was attached to it. But 
um, there is a lot of benefit from that because I experienced it myself. So yeah, I don't know if that's a question or anything, but Josh, you just keep getting better for me. Uh, <laughs> this is so great. So um, the, the documentary you're talking about is called Orgasm Inc. It was about the one taste community and you're right. They've done a lot of good. The orgasmic meditation is a version of that practice that um, the founder of that group um, got from living in um, a, a, basically a sex cult here in Northern California. And um, she took that idea and she turned it into orgasmic meditation, which is a 15 minute clitoral stroking technique. Um, that's one flavor of it. It's kind of like yoga where there's, you know, 20 different types of yoga practices, depending on what you want. You know, you, if you're athletic, you like vinyasa flow, you might, if you're trying to get into your body and you're a little older, you might like Hatha yoga, whatever it might be. And so the original creators of that were Susie and Victor Barranco. They created it in the 70s and it was at a place called Moore University or Moore House. And it was a group of people who lived together and they practiced this clitoral stroking technique. It's five strokes. There's three opening strokes, what's called the bread and butter stroke and a closing stroke. And basically the idea is that a vulva owner receives this stroking and it it, it, it kind of creates a, um, an experience where she gets to have all of the attention on her pleasure, but the giver is actually also in the pleasure because the pleasure is a conjoined trance state. Well, my husband and I have had that practice for 20 years ourselves. We, we were part of the founding group of that practice and, um, we have our own version of it in my company, and it's called Expanded Orgasm. The oming is a very transactional 15-minute experience. Um, what we created was using that same five-stroke technique, but teaching couples in a series of erotic play dates, 21 erotic play dates, so that over time you're building your ability to feel and to ride the ride of that orgasmic pleasure. You're going from being able to have and feel that orgasm, that stroke on the clit, to being able to stay in the state of that orgasmic experience and ride that and stay in orgasm for an hour. And an hour is arbitrary. Usually you just you you just have to stop and take a rest and take a drink of water. You can come mm -hmm. and come and come and come. And what's nice is that the giver and receiver are both in this orgasmic state together. It's a, a, a limbic connection. So at um at my website, expand her orgasm tonight.com, there are videos on there that explain the practice of expanded orgasm that um, I give you, that's it, I give you three free pleasure reports. One of them is, what is expanded orgasm? How is it different than regular orgasm, multiple orgasm, or extended orgasm? And then I give you the power of peaking. And peaking is interesting because it's how you get your nervous system to go into these massively exponentially expanded orgasmic ecstasy bliss states. You have to do a certain thing where you deliver sensation and then you wait a beat and then you deliver sensation again and wait a beat, deliver. And that's what allows it to not only just stack and get better, but to go exponentially and dimensionally in orgasmic pleasure. And then the third report is called touching for rapture. Too many people <laughs> do what is called touching for effect. I'm touching you to turn you on. I'm turning your knobs and I'm pushing your buttons. This is what men do to women, especially because men are trying to hit the goal. They're trying to make her come. Well, you don't make me come. I come. My mm. body has all the orgasms in there. They come out of me. You don't make me come. And when we get out of that mentality and we get into touching for pleasure, touching for the sensualness, it removes that anxiety, that performance, that like I'm trying to make something happen. When you stop trying to make things happen, that's when the things really begin to happen. When you settle into connection, then you settle into the orgasms that are there bubbling out of you. So 
expandherorgasmtonight.com. I'm going to give this to you, Josh. I'll, I'll send you access to it, uh, as well as to my flow supplements, as well as to any of my programs you, you want. want. But um, that practice, I've been doing that practice with my husband for 20 years. We do it multiple times a week. It is what allowed me to become the incredible orgasmer that I am. This is what fuels, this is the jet fuel to my orgasmonaut jet pack. Because I can come and come and come and come at levels of sensation and pleasure. You would, your mouth would drop open. You would just be like, oh my God. But it's available to all of us and it's learned. And I think the expanded orgasm technique is the single best way to do it to access your orgasmic potential, that and orgasmic cross training. There's a number of different techniques and things that I think are kind of the orgasmonauts foundational stuff. And I have another program called Multi-Orgasmic Lover for Men, which teaches male multiple orgasm, how men can begin to take themselves into these states, even without a partner, just through their masturbation practice. So there's so much we can do with our bodies that's really incredible. And there's so much untapped pleasure available to us. And I'm really glad that you learned about orgasmic meditation, because even though it was a sex cult, and it was a very <laughs> transactional kind of a thing. And I think my version is better because it's for lovers, not for just rando people who are rubbing your clit. Um, they had, it, it, it was, they, they did a lot of good and they did a lot of harm. But you can take the good and remove it from the harm. And um, having an expanded orgasm practice is very similar to a yoni massage. Um, they work really well together and they get a woman into a state of turn on that she's never been in because she's never had that attention put on her genitals with in, a, in that selfless a way. Um, many women have never been touched without ex expectation. And um, that's always going to leave a wall up and that wall is a barrier to her pleasure. So I love that you love that practice. I'm not surprised that um, I think you have just from everything you've said, you have, you are, I know you are a good lover. I can just tell by the things you've talked about, the things you've chosen to ask me about that anybody who is lucky enough to have you as a lover is an extremely fortunate person. And I'm glad you love lovemaking and sex. And I'm glad that you want to know more. And there is so much more. I joke that sex, if sex were a brand, its tagline would be, there's always something more. Mm, boom. Wow. This is, I mean, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for that. And thank you for your kind words. Um, and, you know, it's like, I, I promise we could talk for hours and hours and hours. So <laughs> I just want to reassure the the audience, the viewers and the listeners. Um, I, I certainly hope to have Susan back on because we there's going to be so many things that we that we want to talk about even more. In fact, you may have noticed. I don't know if you noticed or not, but before we recorded, I put a quick little Instagram reel asking people um, certain questions that maybe they would want to hear from you. Um, and I didn't give them a lot of time to to uh, ask questions, but I did get a few that I was looking through while you were chatting. And um, we've already addressed some of those, so that's good, right? The, some of the questions were, what is intimacy? Um, you know, what is the difference between, um, you know, sex and intimacy? So we've already addressed that. Um, one of the other ones that was really good you addressed as well is, um, better ways or ideas of better communication. So you address that, which I think is great. Um, but I, I, I imagine there's going to be a lot more questions after we release this episode. So um, definitely looking forward to having you back on. And, um, and I will say just one more thing quickly before I ask you the, the, the wrap-up questions. Um, one of the things that I thought was extremely important for me when I went down the rabbit hole of oming and also uh, watching Principles of Pleasure is I quickly understood that sex or intimacy doesn't always have to be about my own pleasure. In fact, I get extreme amounts of pleasure watching my partner get pleasure. That is, and that's, um, it's not easy for everyone to come to that same conclusion, right? But, and when you work on it, sometimes it's it's more um, 
powerful to have my female partner say, or to hear me say that I'm okay. I'm all good. Like we don't have to have sex just because I am pleasuring you. Like the pleasure can be simply that. And I can gain pleasure just from pleasuring you, you know? And so that, when I discovered that, I thought, oh my goodness, there's so much because there, there used to be pressure on me to be that performer, to be that person, to always make it happen. Um, and when I released that, so much more opened up. So I definitely agree with you in, in terms of there's so much more. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for the last couple of questions, uh, I feel like this will be a good one too for you because um, I always want to make sure that we can find out the most about each other um, so that the listeners can understand more about you. Um, what are your top one or two pet peeves? What are a couple of things that just get under your skin? And it doesn't have to be about your industry. It can be about anything. But what are two things that come to mind? Uh, number one thing is um, that, that's coming to mind for me is um, Republicans and the GOP and the white male patriarchy and how fucked up our country is and how we've oppressed our people and our lack of education and health care and um, how we need to lift everyone up to be the world power that we think we are, that we are no longer. Mm. All ships rise with the tide, as they say. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, that's that I think that serves uh, very well for your pet peeves. And I feel it. I can feel that come through. So, yes, I, I'm with you. Um, so my last question, which is something that I, I think is probably one of the main things I try to practice on a daily basis, and that's gratitude. So yeah. what is something you're most grateful for? My husband of 31 years, who has been my playmate, my business partner the father of my daughter with him, my best friend in my whole life, my mountain biking buddy, my everything, um, my, the wind beneath my wings, the mm. person who's, who's helped me become the woman I am today through his constant love and belief in me and encouragement and support and fantastic lattes every morning and great sex every day. And not every day, but you know, a lot. Um, wow. And just, his brilliance. And I'm so lucky to have a partner who also um, is open to having exploration sexually so I can be someone who has the experience to bring to others and not just someone who's had sex with the same person my whole life. Um, so I'd say that's what I'm the most grateful for is my very lucky, very happy lifetime marriage. Mm, that's very powerful. Thanks for sharing that. And that, that was actually a really good uh, lead-in to uh, a future hopeful podcast with you in which we can talk about, um, you know, the the other stigmas out there in terms of, like, um, you know, this, I guess, the conscious community versus lifestyle of, of polyamory and orgies and, you know, other partners and blah, 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 blah. That yeah. would be something that I, I know you can talk very well on. Um, and so... Hopefully that's a good lead into a future podcast with you. That sounds fun. I want to go anywhere you want to go. Let's do it. I'll be All your right. guy. <laughs> okay. Um, Thanks, so for the listeners and the viewers, could you, I mean, I know obviously we're going to list a lot of the, the websites in the show notes. Thanks to Gordon. Um, but what, what are like one or two key places you would like to send people to keep in touch with you and to follow your journey? You know, I think if you want to contact me, um, you can always reply to any email I send out. I have a, a sex tips email newsletter that if you opt into any number of things on my websites, if you go to betterlover.com, there's links there. If you go to personallifemedia.com, there's links there. Um, so you can always reply to any email that get, that I send out because, uh, I reply to everything all the time. And that's what's made me good at what I do is that people trust me with their private lives. They ask me questions. I answer them. I follow up with them. I find out how they worked. And that's what's led me to create all these techniques and things. And then um, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. That's at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. And I also have an OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans.com slash Susan Bratton. And I established that because there are things that I want to show you 
that I can't show you on Instagram or YouTube or places like that. And mm. if you are a sexual seeker and you want to understand how to pleasure, um, that's a good place to follow me as well. So it gives me much more creative freedom to really show you the things you need to see uh, than I can do on traditional social media. Susan, thank you so much. Like I, I this was a very enlightening, eye-opening, um, pleasure-opening experience to be able to chat with you. And um, I, I'm certainly going to compile all the other topics I want to cover in another podcast in the future. But um, to all the listeners and to all the viewers, please make sure to to check in on any of the links that we send out. Join the the movement because um, I know not everyone is able to be sort of in the front on maybe their questions and their concerns and things like that. But uh, there's enough technology out there today to be able to address some of your concerns and some of your hopes and your wishes and your wildest dreams. So um, Susan, thank you for being on the show. And to the listeners and followers, great. thank you for your time. Walk the talk, talking facts, move like me, but I move a little fast, make my move, here to last, fasten these seatbelts, I'm coming past, take care of me, longevity, hack my biology, better believe, walking the talk, so mind and body connected, better come give us a listen.